Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? Hello and welcome to episode three of 1049 Park Avenue, an odd couple podcast. I'm Ted Linhart here with Garrett Eisler. Hi, Garrett. Hunk! <laughs> Hunk! Well, that's a good setup to today's episode, uh, which either you know what he's talking about now because you're a fan or you'll find out as we go forward. So um, we're talking about the episode Hospital Mates, which is the third episode of season two of The Odd Couple. This is where Felix and Oscar end up in the same hospital room together for various reasons. So before we talk about the episode, Garrett, you want to give a little introduction in terms of who's behind the scenes on it? Yes, Hospital Mates, uh, season two, episode three. Air date was October 1st, 1971. And the writing credit is notable because it is, it is a credited script to showrunner, executive producer Gary Marshall. So uh, I suppose if, if whatever we don't like about the episode, uh, he gets the blame. And the credit for what we like. We open the show with a shot of Park Avenue and Oscar, he's uh, running and sweating and he, he has a cigar in his mouth and he has a baseball bat in his hand and he takes the cigar and he kind of throws it up in the air and bats the cigar and hits it, which is kind of gross and <laughs> may explain why New York City was so disgusting in the 1970s. Mm. But uh, in a very good uh, move for us, he is entering 1049 Park Avenue proving our point from episode two where we had a little dispute with one of our listeners that even though they change sets in the show they are still shown as living at 1049 park avenue and any references to other addresses or any establishing shots to other addresses are anti-canon and elements of their inconsistencies so we want garrett garrett we indeed uh i think this is uh, this is a slam dunk as they say that uh, that 1049 Park Avenue survived season one, yes. And as as on on video, and that while uh, the counter argument was that they is eventually a Central Park West address, it doesn't come till later. And uh, but it's the same even when they do, it's the same set, right? And it, and the Central Park West address is it's just inconsistency. It's not where they live. Oscar walks in. No one's at home. He says to he says out loud, "I wonder if I'm too old to be discovered by the Mets," which seems like a not important line to say out loud. Although it was, I guess those were you know the Mets history, of course, goes up and down. But we're in 1971, so they were still a recent World Series champion. And I'm I'm not referring to mentioning the Mets. I'm just referencing mentioning yeah. that out loud to anybody. But uh, I give you the Mets point, even though I know nothing about baseball. So the phone rings, and this is a very odd scene. It's Speed. Speed is one of his po poker player pals who we have seen in season one and will continue to see uh, during the show. And Oscar's very excited to tell him that he just broke up a 16-16 tie baseball game with a home run. But Speed apparently wants to tell him something about a horse that Speed's bets on and then hangs up. I have no idea why this moment existed. It propelled no storyline. <laughs> there was no point of it. I don't get what that was yeah it's kind of also the fact that <clears throat> speed who was uh, is one of uh is a prominent supporting character is one of the poker players uh he's just on the phone we don't see him it's kind of random off-screen appearance felix walks in and uh he's honking and we're going to talk about the honk in, in a moment uh, but he's honking and he notices the mess in the living room right away oscar has caused this when he came home and when he mentions the messy living room, we get this weird inserted POV shot of the dirty living room from Felix's point of view that's clearly on a single camera. And it feels like a remnant of the season one production status because we never see shots like that again, or at least not for, you know, maybe an episode or two, but for the bulk of the run of the show, they don't do these point of view shots. Sometimes when Felix is filming Oscar with a camera, we get something like that, but that's very part of the story. This shot just doesn't seem necessary. It almost seems like they didn't have a mess when they were filming the show in front of the audience, and then they had felt like they had absurd it. There's, those moments are so weird in sitcoms uh, 
whenever they have, I think of that period, they would happen sometimes, right? Yeah, you're in the middle of a live audience uh, stage set, you know, performance. And all of a sudden you get a camera view that is nowhere, that nowhere on stage <laughs> that the cameraman would have had to have been on the stage in order to get that shot. So it just uh, totally disrupts things. It's a little weird. So Felix says, is this new decor, early locker room? Uh, and he picks up dirty socks. So Felix is in a bad mood. And, he, and Oscar says, what did you do, come home in a dirty cab? And this sets up the moment that propels the plot of the whole episode, which is Felix talks about his need to have an operation. So we'll play that right now. Oscar, tell me honestly. What? Do you like my face? Do I like Of course I like your face. I don't carry a picture around in my wallet, though. I'm very fond of my face. Good, I'm fond of mine, too. Hey. I like my elbow. I'm crazy about my neck. Hey. Hey. You stop honking, hey. please. Get to the point. Hey, that is the point. I went to see this new doctor. He tells me he can't stop honking. So? I have to have a new nose. A new nose could change me. It'd be a whole different personality. Think it could operate tomorrow? <laughs> So the whole point of the episode is that uh, Felix, who wants to get rid of his honk, uh, decides or has been trying to figure out how to do it. And uh, he finds a doctor, another doctor, we'll find out. He goes to a lot of them, who says he has to have an operation. A and rhinoplasty. That, rhinoplasty, which is what we find out later. So Because that, he has a deviated septum. That's right. This is what... Uh, uh, Nancy Cunningham will tell him later. And that scene, by the way, crossed the opening credits. So um, we just wanted to compile that into a succinct scene. So we, uh, um, Felix says, I have to have a new nose. We go to credits. We hear that uh, he needs it in order to get rid of the honk. And so let's talk about the honk. I think, Garrett, that's something you want to discuss. Yes. Well, it is an interesting evolution because uh, it's something that tone that is hinted at and pl- there. He has various allergic uh, respiratory conditions that are uh, alluded to in the original play as built into the Felix character. But the honk is something Tony Randall clearly developed uh, as unique on his own. And uh, uh, Jack Lemmon did it. Jack Lemmon did it, a version of it in the movie, right? Yes. That, and as I recall it in the movie, you'll see Jack Lemmon do something like a ma, ma, well, which is fact- nothing like the honk. Randall. Why don't we play the differences between their honks right now and we can talk a little more about it. Awesome. I find Jack Lemmon's honk annoying and just not funny. I not a fan of the movie, I have to say. And one of the reasons is when I saw the original Odd Couple movie, it was years after I'd been watching the Odd Couple show. And Felix's Tony Randall's honk is just so iconic and enjoyable to listen to, even though it's annoying, that I found Jack Lemmon's version of it just not even in the same universe. It's like a different thing. Yeah. And somehow not as even credible, uh, authentic. And what we we know that Tony Randall was a hypochondriac in real life, and uh, so it's very plausible that he uh, kind of developed this on his own based on his own idiosyncrasies. Um, I it's kind of funny that it just that it instantly on the show even became called a honk, like the word honk is not in the original play. Uh, it just you know, and you can see Lemon is doing something else. But I wonder how it came. Everyone agreed to call it a honk. Do they refer to it as something else in the play, or it's just a noise he makes? Uh, no, I don't. I don't remember. It's certainly on the dialogue, but um, one one could go back to the stage directions in the script and see how it's described. But I, I'm pretty sure it's not a honk because that's not what Lemon's doing. So, yeah, I think the, they called it that. I think in that clip that we got that from, he describes it as maybe clog, clearing his ears or something. It sounds more yeah. like something like right. that. Uh, Oscar says he has listened to Felix talk about his nose for so long. It's living like, it's like living with Pinocchio and the, it's like living with setup is used a lot in the odd couple. And I, 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 I'm not sure if it's a Jack Klugman device or a odd couple staff writer device, 
but Oscar and Felix both say to one of them throughout this series, it is like living with X, which, and they're usually very clever. Uh, this one is fair. It's not the best, but <laughs> it, is, it is one. And um, we hear that. So then Oscar tells Felix, he goes on to say, it's, he's, he's had too many doctors involved now. He's had 10 doctors, two chiropractors, and a gypsy fortune teller. But his own doctor, Dr. Melnitz, which is a name we do hear a lot in season one and season two. And see him. In those. And see him, that's right. Uh, says it's just a deviated septum and that he should get the surgery. But Oscar says, you're too scared, Felix. And Felix says, the only thing Felix retorts is, uh, the gypsy was a friend. I don't consider her seriously. Mm-hmm. Trying to... Don't... Go ahead. Don't you find it uh, a little, when it comes to implausible things, especially in the early seasons, like Felix consulting Egyptian fortune teller? Yes, that is one of those off-camera jokes, as we call them, that uh, is simply to get a gag in, even though there's no realism behind it. Yes, right. and, and he well, has a character. I also don't believe he has a friend who's a gypsy fortune Yeah. I know it's right. the 70s and 60s. <laughs> I don't think Felix would actually have a friend who's a gypsy fortune teller. So while this is going on, there's a great sight gag um, where Oscar opens a beer that really explodes. I mean, yeah. it goes up in the air, I'd say a few feet. And I don't know how, they must have shaken up that can really heavily or had something in it. I don't, but he's actually opening the flip top. So did yeah, they take it? It's, well, it's a great running gag in the series, right? You're just reminding me how that just, that's always a great gag is the, the, uh, the hypercarbonated beer can that just pops, that explodes liquid everywhere. It's a great prop. I, 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 I'm fascinated by the label. You know, people can want to look closely. It's a great like generic beer label that I could be maybe modeled on something from the seventies, but we, as we know in shows, like you have to, you don't, unless it's product placement, which I don't think they were doing in those days, but, or at least not on the odd couple. Uh, I just love the look of that beer can. I would love to order like some some cans like that. Actually, it's kind of like a very classic, but bland um, design. And yeah, it's a great prop. They clearly have they they rig it so that it does that. And I think it's one of the better ones in the show. I mean, there are some there are some definitely classic ones where he's almost aiming it at people. But <laughs> this is definitely a very very uh, significant height achieved by it. And Felix says. Um, Oscar should warn him before he opens a beer, I'll put on my scuba suit. But I'm Oscar says that uh, Felix's whole nose situation is beginning to depress me. And then Felix responds with what is a fairly used trope throughout, not a trope, it's a negative, a, a used part of Felix's personality throughout the show where he says, forgive me if my affliction depresses <laughs> you. There's forgive a lot of, me. Yes. Forgive there's me, a, Oscar. There's a lot of Felix martyrdom in the show. He's, yes. always, he's often saying, forgive me for some something that he's doing that bothers Oscar and there's always a forgive me to indicate that Oscar should be more sensitive to what Felix is going through. And we see that a lot and it's part of their chemistry that works. So Oscar says he's worried that when Felix and Oscar and Nancy go to Gloria's, his ex-wife, to play bridge, that he's going to bring up the nose and that it's going to hurt Felix's chance to get back to Gloria. I I did not remember until rewatching this now that there was a bridge game at Gloria's house. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Three of them go to Gloria's house to play bridge. Yeah. From, I mean, from this episode and the last one where Gloria makes her first uh, on screen appearance, where they're clearly introducing Gloria as a new character, as a supporting character in the show, as a regular, they really like are trying to pretend they're barely divorced. (laughs) Like they're still in, like they're still good friends, I guess, but they keep wanting to have them still be kind of a married couple that just lives apart. And they they abandoned that soon. We cut to the same set we did see last in the prior episode of Gloria's house, which, um, by the way, someone in our mm-hmm. Louis from the Honeymooners podcast, I think, mentioned uh, there's a reference to New Rochelle at some point in the show, and that this could be a house in New Rochelle, which seems more to me what it's like. You thought it may be Queens. Well, only because the establishing shot is of a Tudor house, and I know that those are very popular in the Forest Hills section of Queens, but. You know, uh, I, I'm sure Louis right. That seems familiar that they make a New Rochelle uh, reference. And, um, you know, the establishing shot could have been anywhere. It could have been in L.A. So 
either way, it conflicts with the opening credits where Felix is, where Gloria hands Felix a pan as he's, she's kicking him out, and that's an apartment set. So again, absolutely, no consistency, you know, uh, in a lot of these logistics. So Felix, uh, we see Nancy and Oscar and Gloria sitting at a bridge table. Felix comes into the room from, after saying goodnight to his son Leonard, who we will see later, not in this episode, later in the season, in the series. And Felix starts to complain about everything, which is, of course, why Gloria had to divorce him. He mentions is the position Leonard sleeps in as a problem, and then, of course, complains there's no coasters on the table, which is very typical Felix. Classic, classic Felix. Classic Felix. And then he notices the nose on the King of Hearts, which now mm-hmm. Oscar's annoyed that Felix is bringing up a nose, and it leads to a discussion about the honk. Uh, Oscar implies that the honk caused in part the divorce Gloria says no it did not but the kids did think their daddy was a goose until they until they were three years old which cracks up Oscar and is a pretty good line Nancy says Felix should have the operation and Gloria reveals that Felix has never had any operation before and is afraid now I Oscar responds oh now we see and I have a feeling, and this is actually, I don't know if we'll remember to do this, but I suspect somewhere later in the show, we hear reference to an operation. I would bet that we find out in some other reference that he has had an operation. I just bet that happens <laughs> and is another inconsistency. Yeah. So yeah, so now they realize that uh, Felix is afraid. Um, although I feel like Oscar kind of already picked up on that. Uh, Nancy says Dr. Melnick's should do a simple rhinoplasty. It's really not a big deal. Felix says he's going to leave it up to fate. So he says, if I pick a black card from the deck, we'll have the operation, and a red card, I won't. He picks up a black card, which, of course, is the ace of spades that is the death card, as Felix says. So he decides to have the operation. We cut back to the boy's apartment. I'm assuming after Felix has gone into the hospital. So I don't know what day this is now, but my guess is they dropped Felix off at the hospital and now they have the apartment to themselves. Oscar and Nancy are going to play baseball. Oscar's so happy Felix isn't around and he jumps up and clicks his heels, I guess, but he <laughs> lands funny and can't now walk. And Nancy quickly diagnoses that he has torn his Achilles tendon. And Oscar, uh, Oscar, Garrett, you have something you want to say about this. We often get confused. Um, I just thought that was one of the lamest pieces of uh, stage combat, as we call it. Uh, (laughs) uh, But, you know, it just kind of, he just, he barely, did you see, as you said, he clicked his heels, but how, I'm no doctor, but I'm not sure how that would fracture his Achilles tendon. So, whatever it is. My little understanding is that it isn't, difficult to do step on something wrong or fall on your foot wrong and have an Achilles tendon tear. I've seen that scene many times and I'm picky about stuff. It has never bothered me the way it bothers you that it's unrealistic, but yeah, I guess I didn't. Yeah. But it was, it's surprising. I'll give it that. And it is supposed to be a surprising plot twist. Uh, that now Oscar, now that they're both going to be hospitalized. And I think it's kind of a lame way to do, we talked about this before, how some of these plot, they just rush into these plot twists, whatever contrivance is necessary just to get to the next uh, story point. And uh, I guess it's worth it because they just want to, it goes by very quickly. And the point is just get the two guys in the hospital together. Yeah, I think they get better at it over time. And again, we're still in the early stages of season two here when the show had found its permanent in front of a studio audience footing, no pun intended. Uh, And I think there's some more rushed to propel the plot points now than later, but it is one of those. I agree. Although other thing. Yes. Other thing I thought is that a good thing. His girlfriend's a doctor. That's right. Yes, Uh, that is too bad. Too bad. They broke up. Or she died or was abducted by aliens. I didn't go there. I didn't go there. But you don't know what happens to her. Uh, So the next scene, we are uh, at the hospital. Oscar's in a wheelchair in a hospital room getting into his bed. And we can see there is a curtain separating another bed next to him. And that curtain suddenly opens up electronically, the push of a button. And there's Felix pushing that button. And he says, hi, with a big grin. And Felix says he requested Oscar to be his roommate. And says, isn't this a great room? 
<laughs> Nancy says his other roommate requested to get out. And Oscar says the guy they were afraid to move. I don't really so, so, so the I, joke, I guess, I think there was a cut somewhere because that, that joke really needs a setup that there was another guy in there that they were afraid to move because he was in such a fragile condition. But how did Oscar know That's, that there was yeah. a guy, like they talked about his roommate? That's I'm, what I'm saying. I think yeah. it's possible there was a little snip there. I see, I got gotcha. you. Editing that maybe in the syndication editing where the first thing they would say about the room is like, well, there was a patient here who was like in a <laughs> code, code blue almost, you know, whatever they call it, and was so delicate they couldn't move him. But the joke is, wow, even that guy said, get me out of here. Which, by the way, we see, we see Felix in the hospital, or Oscar in the hospital, multiple times throughout the show. That's and true. He, he really is not in good health. Um, and, well, hey, can I just say that, that the curtain thing you mentioned with Felix, what a great, another great Felix reveal, right? Just like in the uh, last episode was the, the shutters on the kitchen. He does these, Tony Randall just does these great, surprise, it's Felix. And Wait, he's always that's thrilled. when they don't want to see him. Right. He's always thrilled to be there with Oscar. And Oscar is like, I don't want, to, I don't want you to be here. Right. We find out now that Oscar is afraid of having surgery. And Felix is trying to reassure him. And we get a little piece of dialogue here from Nancy that uh, Felix's eyes will be bandaged because his, quote, the block in the septum is up high, which feels, uh, maybe that's real. It just feels like a way to get Felix to be blind, which pays off the second half of the episode. But that's dropped to us as the viewer, so we know why Felix is blind later on. I wonder if they did any medical research on this. I'm going to vote no, because I don't think they do research on anything. But I'm not sure that maybe someone there just knew that because they had a similar surgery. That's true. Maybe the writers write from experience. Well, right. maybe one, if there are any listeners out there who... Uh, who are MDs or have any expertise in the sinus issue, maybe they could weigh in on whether it would ever happen, you'd have to wear a blindfold after your, your rhinoplasty. Felix is very excited that he has Oscar as a roommate, Oscar is not, and Oscar admits that, um, again, he's afraid, and Felix says at Anzio, to cheer each other off, they sang songs. So he starts to sing this song, Jim, which I've never, I've seen him sing it in this show, but I've never researched it until we started the podcast, which is a hit, in 1941, uh, there's many versions of it, and, but two different versions actually were on the Billboard charts in 1941, one by Jimmy Dorsey and one by Dinah Shore. And it was sung by a lot of people over the years, Billy Holiday, Sarah Vaughan, Ella Fitzgerald. It, it's, not a, it's a depressing song, and to which Oscar says, that's what you sang in Anzio? <laughs> Using the question as joke script format. Uh, so Felix... Uh, keeps singing and Oscar closes the curtain to get rid of him and we go to commercial. So let's talk about Anzio for a second because Anzio was yeah. mentioned in the show a few times. So this was a major World War II battle in Italy in 1944. It ultimately was a win for the Allied forces, but it, it was bungled and it could have been won sooner and there were very heavy casualties. If we assume that Felix and Tony Randall are the same age, Felix was... 51, Tony Randall's 51 when this episode aired. So he was 24 when Anzio happened. So I guess that seems reasonable that the character could be an Anzio. Yes, he, Tony Randall was of the World War II generation. We also learned from a later episode that Felix was in Guadalcanal in 1942. Um, I guess you could be in two different theaters of war across two years, <laughs> or is that I, not possible? Wow, I would be impressed and really concerned for the soldier involved if they were serving in both the European and Pacific theaters within, when, when was Guadalcanal? 1942 is what, yeah. I, when I believe. So within two years, that would be pretty, uh, pretty harsh. Uh, yeah, well, raises the question again of what war were they fighting in? Both Felix and Oscar have military uh, service in their past that are referenced at various points, but every time it seems like it's either a different battle or a different war entirely. Sometimes Korea, I think, is implied. Uh, so, but uh, Tony Randall, let, let it be said, was actually a uh, US Army veteran. He served in World War II, but he served stateside in the Army Signal Corps. So he did not bring life experience from Anzio, but he, uh, he certainly, experienced the war as, as a soldier. And he also, what's great about Anzio is that that was like, yeah, as you say, like a really major uh, invasion of the war was the invasion of Italy to finally overthrow Mussolini. And 
so the setting of like before the night before we landed Anzio is like really big stakes, you know, scary moment for soldiers. And so I guess that's the joke about the song, which I thought it was interesting, Ted, how the odd, like they never explained the song or anything. And so we're 1971, the song is 30 years old. So that audience already instantly knows uh, what Anzio was, how important that was, uh, and, uh, and recognizes the song as an inappropriate sad song to sing to get the soldier's spirits up. So um, we're still, you know, 30 years out from World War II, 25 from the end of World War II, so. Yeah, I think Anzio, Anzio, I assume most people at the time knew. I, I, I would be more surprised if they knew that song, Jim, but maybe even in the 70s, it was still very well known. He does I, sing of that little, he just sings the beginning of it, which goes something like, Jim never brought me flowers. And it is kind of a, it's a World War II torch song, like the, the man has gone off to war, leaving the, his girlfriend behind. So that's the kind of implication. But it's worth it just for the shot of him singing that and Oscar closing the curtain on him. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good punch uh, as we get to commercial. So we come back, we're still in the hospital. Felix is complaining about the food, of course. Oscar goes to the bathroom. And then Felix tells Oscar he's called a nun to come visit them because he's scared. And the nun comes in, a, nun, a person in a nun's outfit, and announces she will say a prayer for both of them. This is, a, this is weirder <laughs> than, than, the, than the scene with yeah. Speed earlier. I don't, it's not funny. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's too farcical. The, are there any jokes even in this scene? Not really. There's laughing in the audience, but it almost feels uncomfortable. Uh, there's not, I, nothing I would call a joke. Right, my theory, is that this is another kind of uh, where the whole joke rests on you knowing that Klugman and Randall are both Jewish. And uh, the closest it gets is when Felix says, I, I asked the nun to come by and Oscar goes, you're not even a Catholic. So he doesn't say you're not a Christian, but he says you're not a Catholic. Uh, so it establishes that it's, they're not, Certainly not religious. Let's just, I think that's the broader uh, appeal of the joke, is that they are two very non-religious guys. And this is how desperate Felix is getting to turning to God for comfort. And this nice little old lady comes in, right? The nun, like the, she's like the opposite in character from these two New Yorkers, uh, jaded New Yorkers, and so bachelors. Um, so it's the tension between them. And, and Klugman has this weird smile through the whole thing. I don't know if you noticed that. I, I think that's a lot of the visual joke, the tension. It's like, it's so weird. Klugman's just smiling like he's a good little boy with this, you know, mother uh, figure in front of him. I, I was too, I mean, I found this scene so weird. I did not pay attention. I was, I was waiting for it to end. Well, apparently Gary Marshall thought it was funny, so. Oh, go. okay, then it must be. Uh, no offense, Gary Marshall. So the next scene is uh, both Felix and under uh, Felix and Oscar under the influence of the tranquilizer before they get surgery. And it's a two-minute scene, but it's worth playing the whole thing because it really is, I Great think, scene. one of the high points of the yeah. of the episode. Felix, ah, ah, Oscar, is it over? Ah, no, haven't even started yet. I feel oh. weird. I know. I came in early this morning and gave a shot oh. to prepare us for the operation. <laughs> We're drugged. <laughs> Oscar. What? In my entire life, I've never been to Wyoming. <laughs> I'll drive you. They gave us makes you tell the truth. You want to hear a truth? No. I still love my ex-wife. Good. Now you tell me a truth. I don't want to drive you to Wyoming. Tell me a real truth. Nancy has a mole on her left hip. Oh, you're a 
You really are. Uh, you're my best friend. You're my best friend. You're the best friend I ever had. Oh, you're the best friend I ever had. Oh, let's not fight. Let's make friendship our motto. It is our motto. Showtime. Take him first. <laughs> Let's go. I'm not afraid. Let's go. Wait, wait. Are there candles in the operating room? What for? In case there's a power failure, so you can finish the operation. We, we got candles. Uh, uh, wait, wait. We're all brothers, you know. So that last bit is because the orderly who builds him in is african-american yes i would say <laughs> it's very funny but it's a it's an awkward uh bit especially to watch today they where he right he's an african-american man comes in to take them he's the orderly and uh all felix it, it, like just reaches out to him and grabs his arm and says we're all brothers you know uh it reminds me of another episode where oscar's in a similar situation where he feels intimidated by a black man and says just raises his fist in a black power so goes brother it's, it's the janitor at the hospital when they're waiting yes for, i think right, right. to be born so you know there but it, it is funny because they're awkward white men you know uh, so it's of its time definitely and it's 1971 you know we're right we're right on uh, you know on the uh af in the wake of that the whole black power movement so it's interesting rights. that it's on their minds and i like the way they start the scene with that mystical music so that you know they're drugged up can you play that again sure felix ah uh, uh, ask is it older ah uh, no I haven't even started yet all right you get the idea yeah i just <laughs> it's so weird this horror movie weird music and then that's very rare in the odd couple but uh you know it sets the scene they wake up in this drug haze and we get to watch the two of them i wonder if there's kind of a stoner joke here you know for the i mean it's generationally maybe these men wouldn't think of it that way but certainly today it plays like a stoner comedy scene you know? we cut to 1049 park avenue again oh, don't forget don't forget nancy has a mole on her left hip I'm going to reference that. S listener. We want to we want to just put that out there so that we they remember that when we get to that again. So we cut to 1049 Park Avenue. Felix walks in blind. He's got a covering on his eyes and says, "You're my eyes, Gloria." Oscar is on crutches. Oscar complains about Felix in the taxi and Felix starts yelling at him, but he's yelling at the giant fern in the corner instead, which it shouldn't be as funny as it is, but the way Tony Randall's yelling at that fern is really funny, even though if you just describe the guy who's blind is yelling at a plant instead He's, of a person. Because he does it with total commitment. You know, yeah. Total, exactly. He really believes, I think Randall is really imagining talking to Klugman. Uh, it's funny how the blindfold thing, as you said, they have to set it up. It's really not about his nose at all. It ends up being, the show ends up giving him a blindfold so he can do these like dumb dumb blind guy jokes, you know, these cheap blind guy jokes where he keeps talking to the wrong thing or walking into things, you know. So it's kind of in bad taste, but he just does it so well. We have a new scene after that. Felix comes into the living room. He's blind and he's needing Gloria to do everything for him, including reading to him. He has a book in his hand. I did a lot of looking and blowing well, up of the image. Yeah, this was I, a task, yeah. I think it says summer's end. I think that's I think you're right now. I think you're right. Yeah, I looked at it again. I think you're right. What's weird is I don't think there's this this book called Summer's End. I don't believe exists. I believe it's a studio prop. But later, when Oscar's reading it to him, they say that he's reading Hamlet to him. So clearly, this is 1971. No one has high resolution TVs or large screen TVs. So it, or VCRs even. VCRs. So there's no reason for them to actually have the book be Hamlet because the audience will never know that it doesn't say Hamlet on it. It moves too fast, and there's no way for the audience to know. But that, do you think, isn't that funny, Ted? How, do you think that today in sitcoms, they have to really obsess over this because they know people will 
That is a good question, or any TV show. I guess it was easier in those days, right? You, yes. You didn't even know if anyone would ever see this episode again. The show right. had not even been sold into syndication. Or even if you think about reruns, you still wouldn't think anyone would have any time to check out what it says. <laughs> and you know what? Still, we are probably some of the only ones who have. True. That's what a podcast is for. Oscar is in bed in the other room, and he's yelling at Gory to bring in food. And they are both driving her crazy. And here we get the callback where uh, Felix mentions that Nancy has a mole on her hip. And Gloria says, how do you know that? Felix says, I don't know. <laughs> the look on Gloria's face is like, how do you know that? <laughs> what has been going on between you and Nancy? And Felix is just quite sincere. Obviously, has, it's, it's in his subconscious now. He has no idea of ever hearing that in the hospital room. Love it. We're going to play a clip, a two-minute clip, another two-minute clip of... Gloria being driven crazy by Oscar and Felix. Janice Hansen does a great job here of acting like someone who's being driven crazy. You will hear references to Felix mentioning different objects, which as a visual gag is Tony Randall reaching out for different things in the room. And then once he recognizes what it is, he says it out loud. And that's part of Felix being blind. Gloria? Gloria? Mantelpiece, candlestick. Gloria! Yes? Are you going to finish reading to me or what? I'm coming, Felix. Gloria, help me. Help okay, me. here we go. You're my eyes, Gloria. Okay. <laughs> there's, my... there's the chair. Ah. Gloria, I thought you were going to bring me some ice cream. Oh. Ice cream, ice cream. Oh, this room is rather stuffy, isn't it, Gloria? Use the air freshener. You'll find it right there on the counter. <laughs> you know, when you can't see, your other senses become so much more acute. Mm, that's good. Ah. Read to me now, Gloria. You forgot the whipped cream, Gloria. Gloria, you gotta take care of him and me. He has two eyes. He can see. I'm only your former husband. Uh, Gloria? Sorry, Felix. I'm just not perfect. I'm sorry, Gloria. Hmm. Nobody's perfect. Even Nancy has a big mole on her hip. How did you know that? I don't know. Gloria, this thing is itchy. Will you throw a hanger down it or something? No, 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 no. Don't do that. He's not supposed to scratch. Gloria, get me a glass of water. Water. Me, sweetheart, yeah. With some shaved ice, darling. Yeah, and maybe a straw. That's nice. <laughs> what is that? What? what? Just the... It's just the phone. The phone. Felix, I'll get oh, it. The phone. Hello? How fast you forget. Hello, oh, Nancy. Gloria! My senses are so Nancy. alive. Nancy, I can't make it. Oscar. Yes, they have Gloria, me so. Oscar, will you be you quiet see, Nancy, in there? basically, I'm a very Give placid person. Give the poor person. girl a chance. But between the two Doesn't of them, I just can't take it anymore. It's fighting now, Nancy. And Nancy, oh, I just wasn't cut out to be a nurse. I, have, I love them, but I have got to get out of here. I'm sorry. I love them. I've got to get out of here. Gloria. <laughs> Is the water ready yet? Because if not, maybe Felix. I'd rather have an egg now. <laughs> You're my eyes, Gloria. Yes, yes, Felix. Now, Felix, oh. I have got to leave. Huh? Now, you just sit right here. Where are you going? And everything will be all right. I have got to leave. I'm sorry, but Where I have going, got to Gloria? leave. I just have to get out of here. I'm sorry, Felix. Gloria? If you need anything, call Nancy. Did you leave, Gloria? <laughs> oh, no. For some strange reason, Gloria left. For some strange reason. Now that scene has a lot of sight <laughs> gags, which is yeah. it's not the best audio clip, but this whole episode is very sight gag driven, but you get the sense of the pandemonium they are creating uh, and how frustrating it would be to be their caretakers. Can I just say what I love of what Tony Randall's doing there is that he's um, all these quick alternations. He's like totally schizoid. He's on, goes into this mode with Gloria of like so condescending, like there's a good girl and I'll get me my glass of water. Oh, I'm so, I'm so content and I love being taken care of. And then the phone goes, ah, Oscar, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and he keeps switching between those. And then when he tells Gloria he wants a glass of water, but it has to be with shaved yeah, ice. And a straw. And then he says, and a straw. And then as if that's not complicated enough, you know what, just make me an eggnog <laughs> instead <laughs> of the glass of water. Ah, great. And I believe that's what it probably was being married to Felix. Yes, and isn't it funny here we have Gloria again like taking care of him like they're still married. So maybe it's just to remind her why, why she left him. Felix the blind and Oscar the cripple are now in the living room trying to entertain themselves. Oscar is reading a magazine called Detective. Now, Garrett, I spent an hour or more Googling detective magazines from the 
40s through the 70s trying to find that this is a real magazine. I am convinced it's a studio crop again. Every detective magazine I found had a different, had another word in it, thrilling detective, federal detective, American detective, and they all had covers that were very lurid, a woman in jeopardy. The cover of this looked like two men. I thought maybe one was Frank Sinatra and one was Kirk Douglas. And it just says detective. There may be another word in it. So if one of the listeners knows this magazine, please let us know. But I believe both this and the book from earlier are studio props in the Paramount lot warehouse. Yeah, that's a that's a really good theory because yeah, we are dealing with it. These are this show is produced by a major film studio, and uh, they would have those things. And you're right, like that magazine would be a perfect because it's so generic. It'd be a perfect random plot in a movie where someone needs to be reading a magazine especially left over from the 50s or 60s. Felix decides to entertain himself by using the phone to call out what time it, to call time. Now, I remember, I'm old enough, ah, and as ah. are you, to remember <laughs> dialing the phone number for time to get the proper time so you could now, say. why would one do that, Ted? Why would one have to call well, someone? Because the Wi-Fi was out. Oh. <laughs> but so, it's like, I guess you didn't, if you didn't have your watch on, or if it was working clock. Or the battery was down. Yeah, if you just, or I guess watches ran fast, clocks ran fast. Not everything ran as well. I think it was also a way to, what I associate the dialing the time for is the um, two things. One, to get the accurate time. Yes, that's what I'm saying, the accurate time. When we didn't, now that we have all synced, all our clocks are synced. But in those days, you weren't sure who had the right time. And the other reason I remember the the dialing time in movies, it was always a, a, a kind of trick to pretend you were calling someone when you weren't really and you just dial the time and someone else would hear on the phone and just hear the time is four o'clock and they'd go, what's going on? Something fishy is going on. Yes, we should be clear that you don't call time to find out what time it is. You called time to set the exact time on your watch. Yeah, right. right. And a voice, and it's a pre-recorded voice. It's not an operator saying, at the tone, the time will be 4.02. It would also have the weather a lot. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. and the other joke, the other dated reference that no one born after 1980, I think, will get is that not only is he calling the time, he's doing it on a rotary phone, which, which is up, crucial to yes, the clip. That sets up the next clip where Oscar is really annoyed as Felix starts to dial time on the phone while blindfolded. I'll call up and find out what time it is. It's 8 o'clock. Yeah, your watch is never right. One, two, three, four, five, six, six. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. One, two. Look at this, I'm on Sesame Street. <laughs> Give me the phone. No, 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 I don't want to disturb you. This is very good therapy for me, believe me. I forgot where I was. One, two, three, four, five, six, six. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. One, two, Give me that one other time. It's eight o'clock. Clearly, Oscar's annoyed. Felix decides instead to try to clean up the apartment. And he says he knows by instinct the room is messy. He first tries to clean the ashtray that Oscar's using as he's smoking, but he keeps moving it. And Felix says, that is cruel, Oscar, cruel. Oscar says when Felix cleans, it makes him nervous. And when he's nervous, he gets itchy and he's not supposed to scratch his cast. Felix asks Oscar how the ash is. Oscar lies and says he just put it out, but instead we actually see him flick the ash on the board. Felix says, I heard that, Oscar, which is a joke they use a lot in the show where Felix, usually it's Felix, hears something messy that Oscar does that there's no way he could hear, but obviously references Felix's super neatness. It's oh, a great sign. One other joke about the cigar I really like is the way Tony, uh, Felix phrases it is, Oscar, how is your cigar ash? <laughs> yeah. And to which Oscar looks at his cigar and says, my cigar ash is fine. <laughs> how are your shoelaces? <laughs> right, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so Felix goes to the kitchen to get a carpet cleaner now that there's ash on the floor. And as he brings it in with clearly no way to navigate properly, Oscar is trying to get up, although there's really no reason he gets up. This is another forced 
gag to create uh, drama, uh, he Felix knocks over Oscar with the carpet cleaner. And Oscar says, get out. He just instantly says, it's time for you to leave. You're being too annoying. And Felix indeed starts to leave again. And we're going to play a clip here by feeling his way around the apartment. But uh, he ends up going to leave wearing Gloria's coat, which is when the scene ends. And it's, there's no spoiler here. It's worth giving you the, the visual as we play the clip. You'll so hear you a pause and some laughter while Felix is picking the wrong coat out of the closet. I don't want you to get arrested. Oscar, thank you. I'm man enough to admit I'm glad to stay. Oscar, look, you're not the easiest man in the world to live with, but maybe we can work out something between us. Lamp. Couch. Couch. I have my problems, Oscar. Oscar. When Oscar's watching Felix put on Gloria's coat, he has, you know, he has a kind of more gentle expression. He's forgiven Felix, and it is true that he's remembering their friendship and that he was acting too rash. And it's a nice tie-up from the hospital scene where it makes the friendship closer. It's very nice. But the thing he says to Felix, he says, yes, but also you're wearing Gloria's coat, and I don't want you to get arrested. And people today might wonder, okay, he looks a little silly or different in Gloria's coat, but would he really get arrested? Well, what that's about is transvestism laws. That you really could, <laughs> this is, uh, you know, 1971. Uh, that was, you could be arrested for being a transvestite, for wearing, man wearing women's clothes in public. So, of its time. Of its time. The tag is that Oscar and Felix are at the kitchen table. Oscar's reading to Felix. Here's where we find out Oscar's reading Hamlet. They make references to reading Hamlet, even though the book clearly is not Hamlet. Felix would pick up a can of air freshener for some reason, which is, of course, no basis in reality. Next to the can of air freshener is a can of whipped cream. Of course, that always happens <laughs> in everyone's house. Yes. And he picks that up uh, unknowingly. Oscar sees that he's about to do it, doesn't, make, doesn't correct him, and Felix starts to spray whipped cream all over the room and we freeze frame into the end credits. And that's our show. Now, of course, one thing to point out is this operation was a complete waste of time because he honks <laughs> for years to come. So I don't know what happened after Did that. Did not work. And Did his nose work. does not look any different. No, and I- The thing he was worried about. I don't even think it helped general nasal issues because his <laughs> nose is a problem. So they never addressed that, of course many sitcoms won't, but certainly not the odd couple. So I, it's a really fun episode. There's a lot of sight gags, more than, uh, more than your average episode. There's a lot of sight gags in the show, of course, because of Oscar's messiness and Felix's neatness, but this leans more heavily on it. It's also light on substance, except there is a couple of good scenes where we do see that even though these two get on each other's nerves, they do care about each other in a way. And I think this is the first episode of the what we consider the classic odd couple format, two, three camera, live audience, 
where we really see chemistry between the two. And in the first one, natural childbirth, which we haven't talked about yet, and Felix's wife's boyfriend, uh, we don't really see them interact so much together bonding as we do here, especially in the tranquilized scene and the final end scene. Yeah. Uh, I give it three and a half out of five stars. Well, I, I, I'm not sure about this one. There's some things I really like. And uh, the, honestly, the thing I remember, I hadn't seen this in years. And the thing, once I knew we were watching this, I was looking forward to the, the drugged in the hospital scene. The mole on Nancy's hip joke. Those are the things I must remember. And I think it's, you know, I, I, I think it is a pretty light episode, though. It kind of disappointed me overall. I think, so I give it more of a three, maybe two and a half because it's all about those two sequences. It's about the hospital, when they get to the, getting them to the hospital room, and then when they're home uh, on crutches and with the blindfold. It's the whole episode is in those two scenes and everything else is just exposition. And so it feels a little thin for that reason, but I do think you're right. This is the payoff here is really, if you're interested in their friendship and the more tender moments of the odd couple, the more sincere moments, where they're not fighting and the true affection between them and the chemistry between the actors, as you say, I think it is a good one. Um, one th another th one of the many things I learned from Jack Klugman's memoir, Tony and Me, uh, which talks a lot about the odd couple, is it was Klugman especially who insisted that episodes remind audiences of why they're friends uh, in spite of all the fighting and to look for those. And he personally, as an actor, always looked for the moments where he could express affection to Felix and warmth and not just uh, anger <laughs> and annoyance. So I think that really, Klugman really brings that through in this episode the most. Agreed. Yeah, I think it's the, uh, the scene where Felix is always saying, you're my eyes, Gloria, that scene, I, I just have a strong fondness for. I think that's what pushes <laughs> that up for me, even though there's some, there's some odd moments in it. So that's it. So we will uh, be back next week with another new episode. And again, if you want to write to us, you can write to us at 1049pod at gmail.com. You can leave us a rating, hopefully five star on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends. So with that, we will say good night. Any final words, Garrett? I don't want to drive you to Wyoming. You're my eyes, Garrett. Thank you. <laughs>